RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, RPGLLPodcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes, and this is finally, at long last, our last episode about our Vampire the Masquerade campaign. So, and, and what you'll hear when we kick it over to, to the pre-recorded show, you will hear uh, the retrospective, the post-mortem, Eduardo, <laughs> I shouldn't say Eduardo, uh, Nathan and Chris, who play Eduardo and Zepp, will give me feedback on the entire campaign. But uh, before we get there, Brian, this has been kind of a, a whirlwind of releasing an episode a day, and this is yeah. the eighth day of that. We're pre-recording all this, so we have no idea how this is going to land, if there's a splash, if there's not a splash. But I do want to comment for listeners. There's a good chance if you haven't seen updates from us in a while and suddenly you've seen eight in a row and maybe you're listening to this episode, we should tell you that those alerts over the last seven days were not fake. We really have released eight episodes, one a day. So if, if you want to get caught up in the vampire campaign, you need to go back to episode uh, RPGLL 105, the eighth session of Vampire the Masquerade. And that is the is the one we posted seven days ago. Yeah, and one thing I, I want to point out as well, um, you know, it, it's been a while since we've posted the podcast prior to this flurry but you know, keep in mind that our content's evergreen. So if this is your first time listening, there's a lot of stuff that we've posted over the last few years that you can go back and listen to. And the content's, content is still good. And if you have a friend who in this you know, pandemic who's gotten into uh, you know, tabletop or RPGs, uh, you know, you know, send a link along to them. Let them let them know about the show. There's a ton of stuff that uh, you know, they might be able to get some use from. Yeah, we should talk about what's upcoming as well. And I'm not going to lie. Um, this is not a restart of RPGLL. We're not going to go back to weekly episodes. We we just don't game often enough for that. In fact, I, I haven't gamed in quite some time. Ooh, re- ask me, Brian, about Martin's game. And I'll catch oh. you up on, on that briefly. But um, I, I, I do. So th- these episodes will be out and done. Huge weight off my chest. Oh, so happy to get the vampire campaign out there and done um brian mike and i recorded terror on the kataro an actual play we recorded mm-hmm. it even before we went to mace um for me to play that uh that that game at mace we, we have an episode of the podcast about the mace game but brian mike and i had recorded our play test uh in dnd fifth edition before mace I, I would like to edit that and release that this vampire campaign that we just listened to I'm working on a PDF uh, of that campaign. I'm, I'm going to put it out on Drive Through RPG for free. You know, follow our Twitter, follow our Facebook. Look for an announcement of that upcoming. Uh, I, I'm going to edit the playtest that we did of Terra Nectaro. I'm going to get that out. I want to get a PDF of that adventure out for free, probably on BasicFantasy.org, where the Basic Fantasy role playing game is released. There's more stuff I'm going to do with RPGLL. RPGLL is not dead. But we reached this point, Brian, where we caught up to all the games we'd ever played. And yeah. I, I just I didn't want to do a bunch of fake content. I didn't want to rehash content. I would rather do less frequent content that's still good and new and fresh and different 
with something different to say. We have a ton of content out there, and we can curate it in a way that's useful, you know, even long after we've recorded it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to record more episodes. We actually have another episode that we're going to post uh, soon as well. Uh, one, actually, that I thought was lost. Uh, Dusty and I, and Mike as well, had planned for like a couple of years to go to a used bookstore and look through the RPG section uh, and sort of talk about what we found. And uh, it ended up just being the two of us. And I recorded it on my phone. And that phone, like the week after uh, we recorded, that phone got uh, basically uh, destroyed or something. I forgot. That was like over a year ago. Um, and I thought it was lost, but uh, the cloud backup saved me. I was actually able to find it just a few months ago. And I was so excited about that. So I'm in the process of editing that. And we'll post that here in a, in a week or two as well, I think. And um, that, that, that was a lot of fun. And it goes into, if you listen to my Transformers podcast and other stuff, it goes into like general uh, collecting mindsets and things like that that I think crossovers uh, pretty well with sort of our RPG habit that we've developed over time. So, Well, let's, let's without further ado, get right into, I'm so relieved to say, the very last episode of the RPG LL Vampire the Masquerade campaign. Let's talk about this campaign. This is the vampire campaign I've always wanted to run, where you're secretly children of Cain. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought in vampire lore, nothing about vampire society seems sustainable. The choice I gave you mm -hmm. about how to end vampire society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could have narrated that so many different ways. I mean, I hope that was oh, clear. That was wide the hell open. Oh, yeah. We could do whatever the hell we wanted. <clears throat> but it, it was very apparent when we were talking with King that he was dissatisfied with the vampires. I mean, look, in a few short months, we were able to pretty much get to be like, you know, top 10 in command of a city. Like, to be fair, by that. the game's own logic, we're second generation. They're right. uh, 10, 8, 10, something Therefore, like that. Therefore, we should be. Yeah, yeah we should that, be. That's what we're playing, yeah. is, is you guys ramping up your second generation powers. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it, it just it just speaks to the fact that, God, what a bunch of dweebs. They value stasis. They value the status quo. They value the status quo above all else. Mm -hmm. You don't know anyone else like that? That's the nature yeah. of bureaucracy. Bureaucracy yes. values the status quo. Running a vampire campaign in the world of White Wolf's vampire and not running Gehenna, I just couldn't do it. I had to run Gehenna. I had to run Gehenna. Especially I think everyone has to. I think to. it's great. Yeah. Um, I had to make you guys the, 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 the children of Cain. Like, I had to do that. Well, like I said, I was the first one. Cain, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so with that, Nathan. How early on was it you figured that out? Oh, I just kind of guessed that was what you're going for initially. Because that's yeah. like, I don't say it's a, called it. It's the obvious thing about being like a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, you have to do it. It's like, yeah. He's not run this one before. Yeah, we're probably doing the game. Like, yeah, you, play, you played the games. I can't jump to that nonsense, I believe. I need to finish it at some point. Yeah, Kane, this, what, what are you talking about, Chris? Mm -hmm. Is that in uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, the game, the one that's out right now, mm -hmm. the one that's been out for years? There are hints that Kane is in it. And I won't tell you which character, mm -hmm. and it's, it's kind of obvious, but there are a lot of hints that Kane is in it. In fact, when you look in, when you open up the game files and you look at the audio, 
Everything uh, that character says, the audio files are labeled Kane 1, Kane 2, Kane 3. Huh. Yep. So. That's a nice Easter egg. He's heavily hinted at to be Kane. But also, like, you haven't been running vampire games. I mean, you have knowledge of the universe, but not at such a depth that, at least in my experience, it seemed like, it seems like the more obvious thing to do is hit the high notes things like, yeah. Yeah. My knowledge of the vampire world is 85% of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, <laughs> 100% of the 1992 Aaron Spelling TV show, the oh, contents yeah. of this, is it 32-page rule book? Let's see here. The contents of this 24-page rule book, uh, and a little bit of reading stuff online and wikis about the various clans. Like, I'm not coming to this with a ton of lore, and I'm sure people... Yeah, right. Like, Cain and the Sun, it's hugely problematic for the lore, because in the Book of Nod, Cain was cursed with the sun affliction. Cain is just as sun afflicted as you are. But in my mind, it's been 10,000 years. Yeah. Dude's wearing some, like, SPF 10,000, or, like, right. like he's figured he's found something out. He's wearing a Like hoodie. the saliva from a frog in the Amazon or something. Maybe like he's he, totally he covered in his bestest clothing, and he's casting an illusion on himself to make him look like himself. Yeah. Who knows? He would have figured something out yeah. in 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. In my mind. But, um... I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the characters that we created. I mean, I thought that you and I, the first ep- the first session, I don't think I did a good enough job really kind of separating my character from yours. But as we went, we became independent characters. I wasn't aware I had a character. With the same thought. Eduardo? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's Eduardo's character? I couldn't tell you. Is that problematic or is that okay for you? Worked work well enough so far. Fair enough. All right, any feedback? What should I have changed? Um, I, I would have liked, uh, and this is just me, um, I would have liked finding out that we were, you know, who we were, ending it almost the exact same way we did, except for maybe having like a little fight montage afterwards so we can flex a little. We kind of did that, though, didn't we? We sort of did. You can talk about that if you want. You're now. Yeah. But that's where I'm like, all of a sudden, so we have to go cleanse some places, right? So, like, there's a montage in the background of the credits of us just going in, breaking into different random, you know. Let's be clear. This could take hundreds of years. Oh, absolutely. To root out all the Camarilla and to root out all the Sabah. Absolutely. And, by the way, there's another campaign sort of hidden away in this that I don't think I'll ever run because I'm not not terribly interested to run it. The Sabbat have been preparing for exactly this. Oh, yeah. The whole nature of the Camarilla and the Sabbat are that the Camarilla think that the Antediluvians are mythology and the Cain's a myth. And the Sabbat are like, no, it's true, and we've got to prepare for this coming war. The Antediluvians are going to wake up and eat us all. And that's the core nature of the Sabbat. That's the core belief of the Sabbat is that they're preparing for Gehenna. So you're going to have a tough fight on your hands because as yeah, far absolutely. as the Sabbat are concerned... Gehenna's finally here, and they're going to be using every flamethrower, nuclear weapon, bombs. Like, when they think you're in a city, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm spoiling this because I'm not actually going to run this campaign. If they get word that you're cleansing a city, they're going to set off a nuke there. I'll save us the trouble. They yeah. might set up nukes in tons of cities oh, and just sit on suicide switches and just wait for the word that you've arrived and set off a nuke. And, yeah, they'll kill millions of humans, 
but they might kill the two of you. That's cool. Fire kills vampires. Is it a dead man switch if they're already dead? I don't know. Or is it inherently a dead man switch? I think it's interesting. And I don't know how that story ends, by the way. I don't, I don't, maybe the Sabbat do kill you with the nuke. Maybe. Or we realize that after trying to attack one of their groups and we take possession of various people and use them instead. The point so is, we never actually go anywhere. You have hundreds if not thousands of years ahead of you of cleansing the earth of vampires. Maybe we can buddy up with uh, the werewolves. Or... Or um, humans. That's an interesting notion. Just Oy, showing up. They're vampires. Don't worry about us. They're vampires. 1995. Who was that? Was that Clinton? That was Clinton. Yes, that was Clinton. Showing up in the Oval Office in 95. Yep. And just tell them, like, like smarten them up. Yep. We need to kill the vampires. Let's talk about the system a little bit. I like the system. A lot. Do you? Yes. It's confusing as, as hell to begin with because there's so much role-playing versus fighting. But once you get into the fighting, it becomes super easy. The only thing I don't like is the little amount of health that you get. So if you hit, you're going to do some damage. Yeah, that's what bothers me is combat. Yeah. Let's talk about combat first, right? In the very first session, you guys should have TPK'd. Yeah. That, that one vampire and those two ghouls, they well, got the drop on you. Are we keeping kayfabe here? No, we're not. Now that we did TPK. Now that it's the last episode, we can tell mm -hmm. the story. It, we did it's all a lie. It's all yeah. a lie. Everything after the first session was a lie. It's all a dream. Because you, we like TPK. Dallas. Yeah. That one vampire killed the two of you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was like, uh, yeah. we're going to redo that. <laughs> first session, huh? First session. Very first session. Yeah. I didn't realize how lethal the combat was. Mm, Trent. And here's what combat seems Kane to be. would have been so disappointed. Combat comes down to one thing. Who gets the first hit? Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, That's it. it. That's all there is. Mm. Unless you can soak, I mean, unless you, like you can dodge. You can soak like that is one thing that we didn't Which, really... To be fair, yeah, we didn't do anything like dodge or... We didn't do dodge. Or, um, well, dodge takes your whole turn. Dodge takes the whole action. Yeah. Like, if you dodge, you can't do anything but dodge. Where's but at least you can... Grab, dodge. dodge. We did do grab, like, once. You did. Yeah. So, the system isn't very well suited for combat. No. I'll say that. I like the flavor of the disciplines, but you guys didn't seem to use yours. Like, I, I was constantly reminding you, do you want to use a discipline? Have you activated your disciplines? What disciplines are you going to use? Are you thinking about your disciplines? That was more about getting imbuing. Yeah. I used a hell out of them, but yeah. I, I had to remember to imbue. Mm. But, like, I love the dominate. I've used, I used the dominate several times. You did, yep. And then the uh, obfuscate, I just couldn't find a good time to use obfuscate mm -hmm. other than the bar. Because um, otherwise, it was the um, uh, yeah. Well, I, I, guess, I didn't get to use too yeah. many of them. What do you think, Nathan? Like me, like from the get go, I was just like, I'm hit this cut once, maybe twice. And it's gonna be problems gonna fix itself just fine. So why yeah. deviate? I tore the head off the you know. Now, granted, that was me and right. mute up the yeah. yin yang. But even like every session before, it's just me hitting once, maybe twice. Yeah. And didn't do to the nature of the fall off of health versus Even when I remembered Soak with the Ventrue. Mm -hmm. I mean, he still just, failed. He still failed. And uh, with his with his advanced fortitude, he had two additional hit points. Mm -hmm. But with your 10 damage from all your stuff... Too bad. Too bad. And if you guys had taken out a Gangrel and, and if you had gotten Protean and you'd gotten the, the, the Protean yeah. Claws... Which I did. You'd have been dealing plus one aggravated damage. Sometimes, yeah. No, that was Protean. Yes, yes. You're Protean. Protean. Yes. You've gotten Protean with the claws. Mm -hmm. You've yep. been dealing aggravated damage. 
And we could have. We just didn't. Well, you have it now. You have it yeah. all now. But, I mean, like, it was... It was a story satisfying. Yes. Once we Turn realized, out. like, in, in session two that it was vampire bingo. Yeah, absolutely. So let's do the sessions real quick, right? Session one was, oh, shit, you're vampires. Let's mm -hmm. do a little bit of acclimating to the world, mm -hmm. and let's complete this one blood hunt to yep. prove that we're not fledglings, even though you actually are. Yeah. Totally. That was session one. Mm -hmm. Did you feel underpowered? Did it feel oh, tough? Absolutely. Did it feel... Yeah. I mean, we TPK. Did you put together that you were children of Cain in the first session? I don't think so. Mm. I think we had that conversation after the second one. So I think we, I, we had conversation by suspicion. What? Oh, we're doing Lord of the Rings games. Which one is the Hobbit? Got it. You suspected it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we suspected it immediately. Um, second session. Second session was I think the worst session. Heading up to Mooresville. To, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like that one. To do an errand. I liked making up the Sabbat and making up the Sabbat stats and all yeah. that. That that was enjoyable. The only thing I shouldn't have done is I should not have done the Wink Wink Charlotte and the Wink Wink Mooresville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a bit uh, kooky, out there, yeah, silly. But it, but it made it more relevant. Which before Concord. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But it, but it, I'll, I'll say this. It made it in my – I was able to picture the type of uh, location, right? A summer, but not a close summer, a la Matthews or Pineville, a further out summer, a la Morrisville. Got it. So that it helped give me uh, spatial awareness. Yes, I like, well, there's race shop. There's one literally up the road from here. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I did like that session just because that was the first time that we were that we could go out and just try to... Try the powers. Yeah. Yeah, Try to wreck true. stuff. That's true. I need to go back and listen to all the episodes and cut them together, so maybe I'll find that there's, a lot, there's some magic to that second episode that I forgot about. Um, so third episode is you chasing down that Malkavian oh, yeah. and eating her and her friends. So I meant it to be kind of this chase and this interesting thing. So I went to the park and dumped her bodies in the car. And yep. I drove that stuff up the sun. I think it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I hope it was clear by that point that I was giving you a ton of leeway. Mm -hmm. Like, we had done the mission in Mooresville, and I was like, I'm not going to do missions this tight. I'm going to let them go wherever they want and do whatever yeah. they want a little more. It'd make it a little more sandboxy. With that one, the only the only thing I, I... If we went back, not to how we were today, but how we were in, like, the second session with the third session, we probably would have been a little more reserved. But I think at that point, we both knew kind of what was going on. Mm -hmm. We had all these powers. Let's just go wreck stuff. Vampire and try to do it. Right. Whereas the second session was more of we're testing them out. Session three was, okay, we got these. Let's go do this. When did we start using the phrase vampire bingo? Session, session two. two. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, session four, the Enclave. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a fun one. Mm. It, it was meant to be the big reveal about Cain. Right. Now, obviously, Nathan knew. Did you know? I had, yeah. yeah we talked about this. Yeah, we show. talked about it. Yeah. Okay. But what I liked most about that is if you look back at all of the sessions, they were all in a in a different different type of location, <laughs> right? It was all different scenery. So it, it helped make it not more. Because even though you have powers, even though you're going up against X amount of people, if you're in, like... You're in the throne room, or you're out in a field, or you're in Mooresville. 
you do that every time, it gets boring. Whereas in this case, I mean, we started out waking up from being bitten at a at a bar, right? Then we're we're hunting down somebody in our neck of the woods, Mooresville. Then we're going back to to Charlotte, and we're going like what I can only imagine is kind of like a, a greenway in front of a building. Then we're going into an enclave. Then now we're we're finally going out. We're going to a museum. So I think that the placement we, and we burned the building down. And we burned the building down. That's right. Yeah, but the, the placement of that really helped make it so that it was it felt different every time. And also, I mean, let's face it. Like especially the enclave, that's some blade stuff, right? Like you lots were, of vampires together in yeah. space being served blood drinks. Yeah. It 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 was that was cool. It's I like blade. One of the main things I wanted to get out of this was, so the whole point of, the, of the, this game is a lot of the lore and the Camarilla and yeah. the clans. And even though I didn't do a tremendous amount of reading, I wanted to expose you to enough of the Tremere, the Ventru, the Malkavian, yeah. the Nosferatu, the, the, I can't even think about it, I can't even think of the Bruja, the Gangrel. I wanted to expose you to enough Tremere, of that, yeah. that you, uh, Sort of got to know the lore of the world a little bit, and the before fact that you, you had the, you you listed out and had pictures all before you embodied apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the way that you listed out the primogens and kind of explained what each of them were and each one of them what each one of them could do, that was really cool. That that was an easy way to get more accustomed to the world, and I mean, also made it easier to pick out who to do vampire bingo on. But it, it was that was cool. All right. Couple more questions to finish up. We're going to do a start, stop, continue on the campaign. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to do a SWAT on the system, just real quick. All right, let's do start, stop, continue. So start. What did I not do at all that you would wish you would have seen? Uh, the werewolves are not so sort of interesting, but oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Werewolves and mages yeah, yeah, yeah. and the rest of the world. Yeah, of the rest of yeah. That would be interesting. That's fair. Yeah. That's that's fair feedback. There's a lot of world of darkness left unexplored. Mm -hmm. I think it's fine with that. It would be neat. Did you know there were werewolves all that nonsense? I did not. Okay. Well, for me, one of the things was to see what the vampires themselves could do. So, like, we did a lot of fighting against the vampires, but it would have been neat to kind of get, like, an awe moment of them destroying somebody, like, killing somebody else. So that way it would have made their powers seem a little bit less attainable. I didn't make them, I didn't build them up to be threats. Yeah. No. That's fair. All right. All right, that was the start. What's the stop? Uh, the power creep, almost. Really? Stop the power creep? Yeah, kind of. There was no challenge. Yeah. But I, beyond, beyond that first, that very first census revive, yeah. everyone's sense has been, and I'm fine with it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I punched it. Good. For us. I wanted I'm, playing, I'm playing a fighter. No, yeah, you're right. And that's, I, and that's fine by me, to be clear. I wanted tears that would be super badass. Who? The, yeah, exactly. She got one punch. Yeah. They all did. <laughs> and uh, you had gained so many powers that it just wasn't yeah. that hard. Oh, is that the one you killed right at the end? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, the, she was the sheriff. Mm. But she was very menacing and oh, ominous. Yes. To oh, yeah, you, you sold that. Yeah. I should have stepped outside the system to give her more stuff. I would, yeah. But I worry, when I, whenever I break the rules like that, and all of a sudden, no, the rules don't apply to the GM, he can do whatever the hell he wants, then I feel like I'm cheating. Now, now, but now, it works come on now. for us. Half, works half HP, double the attack power, or whatever the yeah. average right. was. Honestly, though, sometimes it works for us. Like the first game and the 
would be TPK, and then sometimes it works against us. Mm. Like if she would have had more or um, – because she didn't even soak. We forgot about soaking for her. Yeah, I know. But really we also didn't dodge. Though, but, mm. And the way that I kind of looked at it was, if my system mastery had been higher, maybe she would have been more of a threat. But to Nathan's point, maybe the Diablery rules should be a little less extreme. Right. Like maybe that you can only improve one trait per vampire. Yeah. Maybe you get fewer dots of, of abilities and skills. Because but we would have just killed more. I almost think if we'd gone some other than Bruja to begin with, this would have been very different. Because mm. you had the potions. Because I, I had the potions from the get-go. Yeah. And, and granted, we, we all caught that right. point. But but if we would have gone up against Tremere to begin with, oh, dude. Yeah, probably. But because the system is based around degradation of ability based right. on your health, you get a good punch in to begin with, you're now at a inherent you know, yeah. bad. Yeah. If you just advantage, you get a minus two to your rolls. So it goes back to whoever attacks first. It's a death spiral. Yep. Yeah, yep. Right. yep. It's a death spiral and the first hit tells. And I, I don't like that. I would I would change that somehow, I'm not sure how. I did like it, but only because we hit first. Yeah. There's that. Okay, combat. So stop is combat and I, I agree with that. Continue. What did you like about this game? The powerful thing I also enjoyed the thing you probably stopped. Yeah, because um, it's not sustainable enjoyment. I enjoyed it with the scope of this game. Right. right. Okay. So for five sessions, it's fine. It's oh fun. yeah. 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 Beyond yeah. that. Oh yeah. Five sessions. Oh, I'm just going to delete this problem. Thirteen sessions in. Okay. It's like, it's like playing Doom with the cheat codes. Like that's yeah. really completely fun. valid. Yes. It's really fun for the first, first world a couple or hours. Exactly. Fair. Probably yeah. Duke Nukem or something. Yeah. But all right. SWAT on the system. What are the strengths of this quick start system, this D6-based system? Only D6. And no, I like that. Yeah. Only D6 and only four traits that you have to, that are very present that you have to use to, to roll against. I like that you said very present because we used all these traits. Mm-hmm. We, we used psychic when the game dictated it, but we used mental, social, and physical quite a bit. Yep. I, I dug that the traits were very intuitive as far as which one yeah. we should use. There was no real overlap. Yeah. So strengths, uh, the, the traits I like, the dice I like. So dice, strength. Yep. Traits, strength. What other strengths? Any? Uh, just the empowerment stuff yeah. we've already talked about. The what yeah. now? The empowerment stuff we've already talked about. Yeah, the discipline. Within, once again, within the scope and context of this game. The empowerment stuff? Yeah. Power grade. The oh, dis- disciplines. Yeah, not my campaign. Strengths of just the system itself. Mm. The Diablery rules, to be clear, Nathan, I made those up. Oh, okay. The way this game works, I don't even know that there are level-up mechanics in this booklet. I don't think there are. This booklet is intended for, you get a couple right. of disciplines, yeah. couple, mm. that's it. That's who you are for the, for, for the campaign. Uh, mm. I, I think you got it. All right. Yeah. Weaknesses. What's inherent to this game that's weak? And I can go first if you want. Or you the can... health and blood. Death spiral. Yeah, combat. The, the death spiral makes combat. The, the way that the way that health. I don't think health and blood. I think blood's fine. I like blood. That if you were playing a Diablery game, blood would have been more of a problem for you guys. Right. Health yeah. was a health huge problem. Just, yeah. Health and the death spiral. I would almost double everyone's hit points. And I would probably do away with the penalties for, for the damage. I, I like that there are penalties, but I, I would say you I mean just double and keep the penalties. Mm, that's fair. I even space them out. 
I, I'm totally down for that happening, but uh, you almost have to have advanced fortitude, have those extra two plus, to have a little wiggle room there. Yeah, one hit kills is it, one hit kills are way too possible. Once again, great if I'm doing that. Yeah, great if you're yeah. doing that. So weakness weakness is definitely the health system, mm -hmm. and I think you're right. I think we can limit it to the health system. I would say another weakness is the dice mechanic. I actually ran the odds on the dice mechanic. So the odds are amazingly stacked in favor of you succeeding most of the time. So I'm looking here at the difficulties, right? Mm -hmm. Difficulty two, rolling one dice, you have an 83% chance of, of, of hitting that. Uh, and then it, and it goes up from there, of course, the more dice you roll. But, but Does that play into the inherent dilemmas of the system then? It plays into how easy it is to succeed. Right, but if like you don't succeed, roll, it's dire. Yeah, yeah. but what true. I it's true when you don't succeed, it's dire. When I call for a roll, though, you mostly always succeed. True, dude. With a difficulty of three, at three dice, you are going to hit that ninety-six percent of the time. Mm. How many is it with ten dice, Dusty? Uh, ninety-nine point nine 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 eight. That's the odds. Anyway. Um, just yeah. the odds are stacked in, in favor of succeeding. Like, like you succeed a lot. When mm -hmm. you roll dice, you succeed, basically. I guess Failures so. were pretty rare. Yeah. It felt like the dice were almost irrelevant. Uh, well, what's like almost. three social after we got presents, and I'm right, pretty sure exactly. we haven't been that wrong if I if I vaguely recall reading through that. Yeah. But whatever, like, yeah, that was a 2x, like, okay, whatever. All right, All right weaknesses, opportunities. Now, remember that opportunities and threats are external to the system. So... And, I, and they're kind of weird to talk about, right? Because the strengths and weaknesses make sense. Opportunities. What opportunities does the system have? Like, I, I think the system is, well, and Modifius Publishing agrees with me, is ripe for coming out again. Because this was this made a huge splash in the 1990s. It had a TV show, for God's sakes. It did? Um, it did. Huh. I, I said that's part of my familiarity with it, is that Aaron Spelling. Buffy the Vampire, sorry. No, Kindred oh. the Embraced. Hmm. I have the whole thing on DVD. I've watched it all. I don't recommend it. And you like Man of Steel, and that's, that's saying something. I, I like Kindred the Embrace. Or is it, wait, was it, vampire, was it um, Batman vs. Superman you liked, or Man of Steel? I like I kind of liked both. I like Man of Steel. I did not like Batman I kind of liked both. Okay. Having said all that. It's only half judging right The show, I really like the show. I can't honestly recommend it to other people, but I really like it personally. Um, opportunities... With the Twilight stuff, and I mean, it's the time is right for some more vampire storytelling. Yeah. The issue was in the early mid '90s when this came out, vampires were still monsters, and now yeah. they're so. Interview with a vampire came out, and it made it more human. Made I think, vampire I think Interview with a Vampire helped inspire this, probably. But mm -hmm. uh, when did Dracula Dead and Loving It come out? Oh God, <laughs> I have seen that. All right, threats. I think Apocalypse World does a lot of the stuff as well or better. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. We've played it. World of Dungeons is based on Apocalypse World. Oh, okay. Oh. Based on Apocalypse World. Hmm. Uh, I think Apocalypse World-based systems, like an Apocalypse World Vampire the Masquerade system, could be incredibly interesting. All right. I think that's enough of the uh, retrospective. Thank you guys for a fun campaign. I learned a lot. This is the campaign I've wanted to run for a long time, and you guys let me do this it. This is so good. I appreciate it. This has been an RPG Lessons Learned. Da, 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 da.
People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them lessons learned, and we're sharing ours with you. I'm not going to jump into this one because I'm, I have a genuine question. Is the is the sire related to being in Charlotte? Is it like Richard Petty or something? It's not. It's actually the biblical Cain. Oh, okay, that's cool. It is. Yeah, you know, it'd be cool if it was Abel and he somehow faked his death. Ooh, and, I didn't think of that. Yeah. But doesn't fit in with the vampire lore. No, it doesn't. Maybe a maybe you could do a sequel to this and Abel had faked his death. And he's like an anti-vampire. Ooh. He like gives you blood. He's a paladin. He could be a paladin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>